Good morning, everyone. Uh, welcome to the very first episode of the Detox Podcast by Hagar Gonzalez. You know, uh, welcome, welcome, beautiful Monday morning here in uh, Kansas City, Kansas, man, the heart of America. Uh, my name is Hagar Gonzalez. Um, I am a 23-year-old young creative. Um, you know, I'm a. I like to think I'm a creative. <laughs> At least I'm a videographer, photographer, um, and you know, I've been wanting to start a podcast for literally years now i mean i've had you know i don't want to be that guy that's like oh yeah man i had the idea first but honestly i i I did think about this literally two three years ago i even named the podcast i um made an account for it a twitter account and whatnot all the socials and you know i just just never really never really came to fruition until until now man Uh, i got inspired i just had a splash of creativity and as i said you know what man let's fuck it fuck it let's just uh go ahead and uh do a first episode and uh you know sort of like a pilot and uh, let's see what happened yeah um so what what can you expect here well uh honestly i don't fucking know because i'm really gonna just really talk shit <laughs> literally just um you know figure it out as i go i mean of course i'm gonna have notes and plans and whatnot but um I'm pretty much going to talk whatever it's on my mind. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to try. I'm going to attempt to be funny. <laughs> so, if it doesn't work, man, it's all good, you know? I'm here for the ride. You are here, too. So, let's just get going. Um, <clears throat> yeah, man. So, life's been good, you know? Um, dude, let me tell you. Last night. Euphoria. Episode... Well, season two episode, I don't know what was episode six, seven. Well, the newest one. It is uh, February twenty first. So whichever episode came out on the twentieth, it was uh, Lexi's Lexi's play, dude. Episode was alright. Um, I kind of hated how it just landed on a cliffhanger, but you know, it's I mean, it's understandable. Uh, they're trying to leave you. So I guess next episode is the season finale. So, yeah, man, uh, you know, Euphoria is a good show, I, I used to talk shit on it, uh, my girlfriend and I started watching it, and in season one, I was just always so weirded out, and so confused all the time, I had no idea what's happening, uh, shit just, to me, it seemed like they just, like, pick random shit, and it just, uh, you know, throw it in there, <clears throat> but one thing I did appreciate a lot about the show was the, you know, the way it was shot, the cinematography, and me being a young, up-and-coming uh, videographer, photographer, really made me appreciate that. But season two, uh, I gotta say, man, I really, really like because, uh, in my opinion, it, it tied a lot of the things from season one. It sort of came f- uh, full circle, and you're like, oh, okay, that's why this happened. Because like I said, man, season one was a straight-up just fuck, fucking brain fuck, dude. Like, literally random shit just happened uh 
So, yeah. Um, I like Euphoria. So, if you guys don't want to hear me rant about Euphoria for the next couple minutes, uh, I'm so sorry, but, you know, you're here for the ride, so whatever. Um, it's, uh, it's a good show. It's not the best show ever. People, I, I've heard other big people, like, I listen a lot to the, um, uh, to the Lo- uh, Logan Paul podcast. I think it's kind of cool. I don't, I'm not necessarily the biggest Logan Paul fan. I really like Mike and George, his other hosts. Uh, I'm not the biggest Paul Brothers, uh, fan, so, you know, it's all good. Um, but I think their podcast is really cool. I think they have good guests. Um, the main podcast that I listen to is, of course, uh, I feel like any other. And it's going to be cliche. But Mr. Joe Rogan, uh, yeah, his podcast to me is like the best out there. So I definitely listen to it almost every time. Like every new episode I listen to. But anyways, Logan Paul was saying how uh, he thinks 240 is one of, the, one of the best shows ever. I'm like, dog, there's no fucking way, bro. Like, it's a good show, but... There's no fucking way. It's the best show ever. Like, have you ever fucking watched Game of Thrones, bro? Have you ever fucking watched fucking, uh, how's it called? Breaking Bad, dude? There's no way, bro. And if you want to talk all the shows in general, including sitcoms, there's no way. There's just, I mean, you got The Office, you know, you got a lot of shit. You got How I Met Your Mother. I I will say that it, it, it is good. It's up there. But it's definitely not in my top five or ten like probably less than that but you know to each its own i think it's a great show i think uh the way shot's amazing i don't like some of the writing on it i guess i don't like how they kind of uh on season two if you haven't watched it i'm so sorry i don't like how they kind of uh you know dragged along the whole maddie and nate situation <clears throat> so it's all good i feel like that could have ended in like episode or two and I would have been fine with it, just mainly because I hate uh, Cassie. She's so cringy. Sorry, I said Maddie at first. The whole Cassie and Nate situation. I hate Cassie. She's so cringy, bro. Like, she acts like a fucking 12-year-old. And it's just, uh, I don't know, it's just cringy. Nate is a fucking psychopath, so that's cool. <laughs> They're perfectly for each other. <laughs> um, yeah, man, no. Well, I'm excited for the season finale. We'll see what happens. Um... I kind of have some theories and uh, some things that my girl told me. I don't know if I want to tell you guys because I don't want to... Sp- eh, fuck it. <clears throat> um, I'm not spoiling anything. This is just theories. So we, sh- we saw the preview for the next episode. And we saw Fez, Fesco, um, literally on like the ground, which I'm assuming he was arrested by the cops. But he was crying. He was like weeping. And my girl noticed that, whoa, like... If has Fesco would have been arrested, I don't think he would be crying. Like he would probably like you know, be acting tough. Um, and I, I noticed that yeah. And then my girl said uh, it's maybe Astrid. So if you if you noticed before the episode ended, Astrid noticed that there was something sus going on between the guy and the the crackhead girl, and uh, she was kind of like uh, you know being just hella sus. And Astrid noticed and he grabbed the knife. And pulled up to the guy and just kind of sat next to him, just kind of like, you know, saying what's up. Um, in my opinion, oh, actually, it's my girl's opinion, so I'm stealing her opinion. <laughs> uh, she told me that she thinks uh, because Astra is grabbing, is holding a knife, uh, the cops storm in, he's having a knife, he maybe, you know, threatens someone or gets a little crazy, and he gets shot and died. And honestly, that's sad. 
because I kind of love Astray. I think he's a little fucking badass. He's literally a G. He doesn't give a fuck. I think that's a perfect role. At, at first, I thought it was so weird that there's here's like a fucking 12, 13-year-old being all a gangster and face tattoos and shit and killing people. And at first, I thought it was weird, but then I was like, dude, I'm... I'm I'm with it. This guy is a fucking G. He like he's a badass. He's one of my favorite characters for sure. Um, there, there was another thing that our friend told us that maybe why Asher won't be in it, but I don't want to spoil it to you guys, so it's all good. Uh, well, man, um, that's enough before you talk. So fuck that shit. Uh, that show was good. It's not the best in the world though. Like I said, man, um, a lot of my inspirations are uh, the Joe Rogan podcast that I listen to a lot. And uh, I know what you're going to say. Uh, I know what you're going to say. Joe Rogan uh, has been going through a lot lately as far as being criticized. And I get it. Like, yeah, any other person that, uh, you know, that's obviously white male that says the N-word, it's uh, they either get canceled or, you know, that whole shebang. He, though... I'm not saying he's right for doing it. I, I actually did not know. I, I've never... I was shocked by it. I listened to a lot of his episodes. I've been going strong on him for like the past couple of years. And I don't know if I just like missed some of the ones. Because I did see the um, little clip that went viral. We watched like a compilation of all the times he said the N-word. I... Some of them look fairly recent, because you can tell because of, like, his background, how it's changed over the last, uh, recently, a c- couple of years, has changed because he's moved locations. Some of them were recent, and I'm like, man, I don't, I didn't see them, so, I'm not, honestly, like, saying the N-word is wrong, even in context, if you're a white male person, bro, like, it's, it's just not, you shouldn't be saying it, even if you're courting someone, if you're, like, and that's just my opinion. So he was definitely wrong on that. But man, come on, Joe Rogan is definitely not cancelable. You cannot cancel that man. Because he's not, you know, funded by any Hollywood organization, any major media organization, Universal, Disney. He is not, bro. He's his own entity. Um, people think he, like, is backed by Spotify or works for Spotify. Nah, man, that shit don't work like that. He is his own boss. He does what he wants. And honestly, that's what I love about him. He does what the fuck he wants. He knew this shit was just going to fizzle out. So, yeah, I'm talking about it. It's a couple of weeks old, so I'm sorry. Uh, But he knew it was just going to fizzle out. He just kept doing the podcast. He kept doing shows. He did miss the UFC, which is kind of sus. That's another thing, man. In this show, I'll probably talk a lot about UFC because I'm such a big fan of the UFC. Uh, So, yeah, you can expect that a lot. And we can get to that later, too. But, um, yeah, man. Uh, You know, I think what he did was obviously wrong. He did apologize. So, that's cool, man. But like I said, that man is not cancelable, bro. Any other white male says the N-word, boom. Instantly cancelled. Name, pick, choose someone, bro. Leonardo DiCaprio, cancelled. Brad Pitt, cancelled. I don't know, a guy from freaking CNN or someone, cancelled, bro. There's no way they don't get cancelled. Mr. Joe Rogan, bro? He, um, he's uncancelable. He's too big. Uh, he's too big. His show is independent. 
So if he loses a few viewers or followers just of that, he, it will not hurt him at all. He'll just keep doing it, the podcast. So he's huge, man. You can't cancel him. Anyways, off Joe Rogan. Um, yeah, man, like I said, I'm a huge fan of uh, the UFC, bro, and fighting in general and boxing, too. I don't watch boxing as much. Uh, I don't I only follow, like, the top the top uh, guys. I don't really follow, like, all the ranks and stuff. <clears throat> um, but UFC is my bread and butter, man. I, I've been following strong for the last couple of years. I was a little too late to the game, not going to lie. I, um, I got in the game around the time that, like... Uh, Conor McGregor was coming up, and uh, where he around the time, like before he fought Khabib and the whole shebang happened, I was already kind of a fan. I wasn't really following it that much. I, I would, I would just catch like highlights and the replays. I will never actually watch a pay per view. But now, man, I'm there every Saturday. I'm fucking there, fucking watching, bro. And uh, it's cool, man. The way the sport is growing, it's amazing. Um, huge fan of uh, right now, up and coming. Fighters, uh, Tai Tuibasa shocked the fucking world. Tai Tuibasa, an Australian freaking giant man, he did probably what like any fighter wants to do. Man, he didn't. He he did go through the ranks. Don't get me wrong. He he had a lot of fights. He lost some and he won uh, a lot of them too. But he did what any fighter wants to do. He wanted he was uh, t- uh ranked number 13 on his division uh heavyweight division and um he fought number three and actually he was ranked 13 or 11 don't quote me on that he was literally one of those <clears throat> but he fought the number three guy and knocked him out beat him and that automatically put him in a, in a top three situation to fight for the title that's what any fighter i think wants uh, you know, I mean, because the other option, his other option was to fight another four to five fights. You know, you've got to fight the guy in number nine, and now you got to fight the guy in number six, and now you got to fight, you know, the guy in number five. So it, he would have gone through a lot of adversity with that. Uh, maybe he would have lost some, maybe he would have won some, uh, but he got catapulted into the top three situation, which which is not lucky. The guy definitely did it. He had his got skills, um, but lucky that he was chosen for that because the UFC could have picked any other top ten contender, uh, but they chose him, which because he has a personality. He he's a, he has a massive following. Um, he does a shoey, which is fucking amazing. Um, so I think that's cool, man. Uh, another guy that's up and coming that I think inevitably is going to be champion is um, Kamsat. Is that how you pronounce it? Hamsat? Kamsat? Kind of like uh, Khabib. Some people say Khabib. Some people say Habib. So I'm just going to go with Kamsat. Shimaev, he's a fucking killer, bro. The way he fought the last guy, uh, I don't pronounce his name, Jing, Jing Jingling something like that i'm sorry um he um the way he fought him bro he literally picked them up turned to dana white the president of the ufc and was talking shit he was saying some shit like you know i'm the gangster i'm the champion some shit like that while he's carrying this guy like a child 
and then just slams him down to the floor and just beats the fuck out of him and wins the fight super fast. That's gangster. I don't. If you don't think that's gangster, I don't know what the fuck is gangster. That's that was dope the way he did that. And he made a statement, and uh, I think he's eventually gonna be champion. I do want to see fight him. I, wanna, I do want to see him fight um, either fucking Colby or uh, Jorge, and then eventually get to Kamaru Usman. Um, I think Kamaru wins though. I think Kamaru it's a little more technical on the feed. You know, has a nice jab. Uh, he doesn't really get you get too close unless he wants. He he's really good, man. He's a pound for pound best for for uh, for a reason, dude. He's really a badass. Um, <clears throat> on the lightweight division, uh, we got announced recently um, that um, what's his name, Islam Makachev, was supposed to fight uh, Dariush, which would have been a cool fight. I feel like uh, that was gonna be a tough test for Islam because. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of him, dude. I, I see a guy from Russia with a thick-ass beard uh, wrestling and just literally out-wrestling everyone. I get it, man. They're they're top-tier wrestlers. I get it. But it's, they just make it seem so easy, bro. Like, he has literally just dominated every single opponent he has. So, I'm, I guess you can say I'm a little bit of a hater. The way he just beat Dan Hooker, I thought it was crazy because I... To that point, I thought Dan Hooker was going to be his toughest opponent. I really thought Dan Hooker could win. Just Dan Hooker has just more experience in the ring. He, you know, he's been up there with the top dogs, man. Um, and yeah, I just, I just thought Dustin Poirier could not finish Dan Hooker that fast. I think they went to decision, and uh, Islam just came in and just fucking racked all him, bro. Literally, so. Makes you wonder, man, what's going to happen when you put Islam with this top dogs over here, you know, with fucking Dustin and, and Gagey and, and fucking Oliveira. I think Oliveira, by the way, is G. I think he beats everyone. I think he beats Islam because, yeah, Islam is a good wrestler. He'll take you down for sure, I think. But if you take down Oliveira, he has no problem fighting on the floor and off his back, man. He'll submit you from there. He'll submit you on the on the floor on, on while you're standing. He's dangerous because of that. He can submit you everywhere. A lot of guys uh, don't have that many options. They either finish you on the on the ground on on the feet by by knocking you down or by stunning you. Um, or when you're on the ground, they can you know they can either ground and pound you. Or they can submit you with some bullshit guillotine or, or, or rear naked choke. And that's really it. Uh, but fucking Oliveira, man, he's got just tools and weapons. He can submit you everywhere. He can knock you down. He can ground and pound you. He's just got too many tools, man. And I think the guy is amazing. <sighs> it is tough, though, because I do think Islam has a great shot at beating him. Which sucks because I love Charles, man. I love uh, his story. I love what he he fights for. He seems like a very nice guy and genuine. And he's always like thanking his team, you know, and thanking God and whatnot. And uh, I just think that's really cool, man. But Islam, bro, just comes in just fucking reckless and shitting on everyone, dude. So we'll see, man. We'll see. Um, On the lower... Lower... um, uh, weight classes, uh, 
someone that I really like to fight to see fight and I want to see him fight again is Brian Ortega man the guy's a G he's Mexican like myself the guy's a fucking G another savage guy who just has a lot of tools he 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 needs to improve on his on his defense man the last the last couple of fights he just gets chewed up on the face you can his face changes too like when he gets punched a lot his face just change he gets something what's called like a hematoma his whole forehead and, 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 and eyebrow area just get like swollen and he looks like a fucking ogre I don't even know but he needs to work on his defense he gets hit way too much bro he was amazing in jiu-jitsu right and then he didn't really have a really good uh you know uh striking game and now he improved on that he definitely improved his offense on striking but my man needs to work on his striking defense bro how to block shots and how to avoid because he gets hit way too much bro if the, his last fight that he fought for the title against um volkanovsky if he were not taking that much damage bro he could have definitely win because when he heard volkanovsky um, it was what round four, round five. It was round four when he he almost choked him out. That's another thing, man. You're getting your face punched in, and then all of a sudden you have to use all your strength to choke this guy out. He's gonna be fatigued because of all the damage he's taking. That 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 takes a toll on your body, bro. All the body shots, your face is probably fucking on fire, dude. So it it takes away from that strength. A lot of people think that just because you're being hit a lot, you can I don't know where pull out all your string, which you can, but it's just, when you're fatigued, it's different than if you're fresh, especially being, getting your face fucking just smashed like him, so definitely that plays a toll, man, and, and if that would have happened in earlier rounds, he would have won, because A, he was not as fatigued, so he probably had more strength and more energy, and B, they would not be as sweaty, another reason why he slipped, I think is truly because, you know, you're sweaty and you're a little more slippery, if you get caught with the guillotine around one when you're not sweating at all, dude, good luck getting out of there. But if you if you're a little more sweaty, you can probably slide out. He would have won, man. He almost won twice. He fucking put him in a choke and then he fucking caught him in a triangle, bro. His nickname is T City. He's his fucking submission game with triangles is like a hundred percent accurate. It's like amazing. He caught him in a triangle. His corner, his teammates were celebrating. They were, fuck yeah, we won this shit. And, you know, I'm a Chiefs man, man. That made me uh, think of the Super Bowl when we won the Super Bowl against the 49ers, how they scored on us in the last quarter and they thought they'd won. And they started celebrating and doing their dance moves, bro. And then we fucking came back and ate, made him ate shit. I thought of that, and I was like, fuck, dude, don't celebrate too early, because the fight was not over, dude, and, um, you know, you know, it happened, you know, he slipped out, and his corner just looked like full celebrating, um, so yeah, man, that's probably enough UFC talk, I know, UFC is a sport that's maybe not as famous as boxing or soccer, so I don't know if a lot of people want to hear about it, but again, it's why I like, so. Uh, I also like boxing. Boxing has probably a lot more fans. Uh, <clears throat> I think it's very interesting what's happened in the heavyweight division, man, with uh, Tyson Fury just being a fucking badass, just fucking doing what he wants, bro. Literally, that last fight against Wilder was insane, dude. The trilogy was insane. I don't think they fight again, honestly. I think, um, 
I think what happens is, uh, you know, Fury has a couple more fights. He he wants to fight Francis Ngannou, which is the UFC heavyweight champion, which would be a crazy fight, honestly. But I think he fights a couple more fights, maybe a couple more years, and I think he retires. And I think that's when Wilder can probably step in again and, and be the champion. Um, I think uh, Wilder beats Joshua. Joshua was really good. Sorry. Joshua is a really good fighter, man, but uh, I don't know. He just, he sometimes he doesn't show up. Sometimes he looks like he doesn't want to be there, bro. I think he made a fuck ton of money. And then he sometimes just have has bad nights. And uh, I don't know. He, out of the top heavyweights, like uh, out of um, out of out of the three main, which are, in my opinion, Fury, Wilder, and Joshua. And then you can throw in there a little bit of uh, Usyk. Uh, and then, you know, maybe my boy, um, ah, fuck, the little Mexican guy that beat Joshua, fucking Andy, Andy Ruiz. Um, you can maybe throw him in that, in that top five situation, but top three is definitely Fury, Wilder, Joshua. Ah, Joshua is definitely the least, uh, you know, I guess skilled. Wilder learned a lot of good things, uh, for his trilogy fight. He learned how to fight, uh, a little more technically, um, he before he was just literally throwing hail marys, throwing bombs, just and he would get fatigued, man. But I think he learned a lot. But there's only so much you can do when you're fighting fucking Tyson Fury, bro. The guy is insane, dude, and it's so mind blowing to me because the guy is so thick and heavy, and he moves amazingly. His footwork is great. He dodges punches. He he steps in punches, steps out of the pocket, man. I think it's a uh, I think it's a sensational fighter. I think he he's something special for sure. Definitely one of the best heavyweights to ever do it, if not the best. I mean, there's not many. There's not many uh, arguments. You got Mike Tyson, you got Ali, you got Holyfield, and then you know, I think you can put a uh, Fury amongst that that uh, elite elite. So, other than that, I don't follow boxing that much. I watch some Canelo. Uh, I, I think I saw the other day that Canelo, um, they were talking about another fight with uh, Triple G, which I think is necessary, man, because, I don't know, I just felt like Canelo got robbed. Sorry, I feel like Triple G got robbed, bro. He definitely won that last fight. It's tough, man. I'm a, I'm a huge Canelo fan. I think he's cool. I used to hate on him. Uh, but I think he's cool. He's definitely a very skilled fighter. He 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 learned a lot from his young days. He he fought Floyd Mayweather and he got schooled. And after that, he was like, "Well, let me just get better." And he did. And that's what a true champion does. And the guys out here are just conquering multiple divisions, multiple um, organizations, belts. The uh, fuck man, I'm a WB. What the fuck is for so WBC, IBF, you know, IBO, all that shit. Sorry if I got it wrong. Like I said, I'm not a hard, I'm not a hardcore fucking fan, but the guy's doing it, man. He he's fought some of the best. He's fought fucking, you know, Triple G. You know, he's fought uh, Amir Khan. He's fought uh, the last couple of he fought San, Joe Sanders. So yeah, man, the guy's definitely paid his dues. He's one of the best out there. I think right now he's the pound for pound best, rightfully so. Uh, but that Triple G trilogy would be fucking amazing, dude. Like, ugh, maybe Triple G can finally get his shit together and just go for the kill. I feel like he was fighting him way too passively, way too, um, 
not scared, but just more technical. Triple G's, it's a fucking knockout artist. He'll knock you the fuck out. But with Canelo, I don't think he, I don't think he was wanting to go for the big blows and win himself out and get tired uh, and then get outboxed. I think he was wanting to fight a little more technical. He knows Canelo is just uh, really good technically and just uh, really good at footwork and can outbox you. He Canelo is good at that. Canelo is good at just holding on the first five rounds and then round six, seven, he starts turning the fucking volume up like the guy's fresh. He could be it could be round ten and the guy's fucking fresh, dude. Like maximum stamina. Um <clears throat> uh but that fight would be amazing, dog. Like it would be great. Uh let's see man, what else is going on? I don't know. Sports wise that's really all I got. Uh UFC, boxing. Uh the Super Bowl was cool. Uh you know, I'm a Chiefs fan. So definitely a bitter. Um I'm glad the Rams won though, because I didn't want I didn't want um the Bengals to win, bro. Um, I like Joe Burrow though; he's cool. Uh, however, s- someone had an argument. Um, someone had a. I saw a tweet or something that was like, you know, Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. They're good quarterbacks. Uh, um, they're great. They're good quarter. They're not great though. Uh, they said that the Chiefs' defense made those games way harder than they should have been. You know, basically saying the Chiefs' defense. Um, made those quarterbacks look amazing when they're not there yet they're really good don't get me don't get me wrong but they're not there yet and 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 honestly bro like i'm kind of (laughs) glad i'm a hater bro that's one thing you're gonna learn is i'm a fucking hater dude sometimes i can hate a little bit but i show love joe borrow is really good he he he's got a lot to learn he's coming up and you know he's done amazing things for the time that he's been in the nfl um, you know, on his college days, he's done amazing things, so, props to him, man, but I think he just, uh, the pressure got to him, I think when you're young, when you're up and coming, um, and you're all of a sudden, you find yourself in a Super Bowl situation, bro, with all that pressure, it just, some people just crack under pressure, um, uh, and that's where Mahomes excels, man, that's where Mahomes, when he was, uh, a couple of years ago, when we won the Super Bowl, man, he, he fought that pressure, that adversity, and he fucking won, bro, he, he, he was, he was, uh, you know, losing, and just came back, bro, I guess the 49ers, so, I think that's what separates them with Mahomes, they're there, don't get me wrong, they're, this new, a wave of young quarterbacks is going to be amazing now that, you know, Tom Brady retired. Uh, I think, um, uh, what's his name, the guy from Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers, man, is a great quarterback too. But, you know, they are the, the OGs, man. Like I said, he is, uh, how old is Aaron Rodgers, bro? He's 38 years old. Aaron Rodgers is 38 years old. So, you know, I mean, you can, he can pull a Tom Brady and play into his 40s, and uh, he'll be good. But, man, this new wave of quarterbacks that are coming in, man, like the Patrick Mahomes, the Joe Burrows, the Josh Allens, they're really good. And um, I don't follow football as much. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm a little bit of a watch more during the playoffs. So... You know, my input is not really that deep or that important. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm a Chiefs fan. Let's go Chiefs, bro. Maybe next year we'll do it, bro. You know, what happened, happened. It's all good. (sighs) 
that game was uh, just tragic, dude. The way we had a lead and um, we just let it go, man. We just let the lead go, and uh, I don't know, man. It's just we need a better defense. That's something we've always needed, a better defense. So hopefully they get the shit together. Um, someone had a good argument. Someone had a good argument about um, the Chiefs, you know, spending too much money on Mahomes. And, you know, I mean, rightfully so. The guy's a star. And they wanted to lock him in, but I felt like they could have maybe spent a little less money on Mahomes. I think I think Mahomes would have stayed no matter what. Uh, I mean, obviously he wanted a lot of money, but I think he would have stayed even if you know that deal was maybe a couple million shorter, <clears throat> and then invest that million. The Chiefs should invest that million on a better defense, man. I'm I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If you put all your chips in your offense, and uh, it pays off in some games when, when the other guy's offense is not as good. But when you go against a good offense, dude, I mean, it's just tragic. Tragic all over. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for sports. Um, the halftime show, though. The halftime show, I got to say, was uh, pretty good, man. Um, I wasn't expecting a lot. Uh, the, cap, the, the past couple months have been a little not the best. You know, the weekend was just weird. Uh, who's, I don't even know who was before that. Uh, oh, fucking Shakira and J-Lo. That was cool, I guess. Um, but this halftime show was pretty good, man. Uh, the way you see all those rappers up there, like literally elites of the elites, man. Fucking Eminem with Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and Kendrick. But that's one that I, I, um... That was super cool, man. Kendrick, bro. The guy hasn't dropped anything in a while. The ma- That man needs to drop something ASAP, dude. I thought he was going to drop something because, you know, I mean, if you're going to perform around, if you're going to perform on the uh, halftime show of the Super Bowl, a lot of people um, do, like, deals and... I don't know. I guess the way I look at it, it's uh, kind of like in the UFC, going back to UFC or boxing... When you know you're going to fight at a certain date, you know, maybe in the weeks coming up, uh, in the weeks around the, the, the main event, the big fight, you you maybe do, uh, you know, do deals, you, you get promoted, you get sponsors, brand, you promote certain things. Just because you know your engagement during that time will probably be higher than um, just an irregular, you know, off-season or off-camp uh day you know social media posts will probably get more engagement so a lot of people do that so the way i saw that i was like oh man if kendrick can use this like momentum and hype and drop something bro he would fucking just all go off and but i guess i was wrong i don't know the guy hasn't dropped anything in a while (laughs) bro okay again i'm gonna sound like the guy that oh my god i thought of this first but dude when i saw 50 cent hanging from his feet singing in the club I immediately thought of a meme it was like oh 50 cent waiting for his turn and you know it was uh, gonna be like a picture of uh, just someone hanging in the ceiling or like a spider-man or something and yeah said and done the Super Bowl's over I go on, on Instagram and Facebook and immediately I see all those memes bro which I'm like fuck I always think of memes, but I never make them. But it's all good. I, I'm, I'm not a meme maker. <clears throat> but that was hilarious, dude. And um, 
I think it was a great. Uh, I think it was a great show. A lot of people saw that Eminem took a knee, and a lot of people thought that that was because of um, uh, Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick. But then I read somewhere that that wasn't really the case. That it was just kind of just a, a not a dancing move, but you know, a performance move. Just because his uh, his verse was over, his uh, his uh, part was over, and it was just his, t- his like you know way of just like chilling, I guess, just chilling, and not performing anymore. Uh, I don't know, you know, super, uh, you know, I mean, football game, you know. But a lot of people thought it was because of that but um i don't know you'll never know and if it was nice for him and the way that he's uh bringing that up even after all those years um that's kind of cool but again i don't think honestly i think if that was the case the nfl probably would not show that on the feed which they did so it makes me think that maybe it's not it wasn't uh anything that has to do with kaepernick or or taking a knee and also that was um that whole taking a knee thing, it was during the anthem, right? So there's really no point of taking a knee during uh, the performance. So, I don't know, it's just my thought on that. It was it was a great show anyways. Um, Snoop Dogg is fucking hilarious, bro. I saw the meme too of him just like right before he was going to go on stage. He was just uh, literally puffing that fucking blunt like there was no tomorrow. <laughs> Dude, um, that's cool. That's cool. I guess they also told him he couldn't smoke on 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 stage, and he he did no matter what. So that just shows, man. That's another man right there that cannot be canceled, cannot be stopped, man. He's been going at it for way too long. Uh, he's a he's a cool man, dude. He's a cool dude. Uh, wow. Seeing Dr. Dre perform like that was crazy, bro. Like, I've always been a uh, I've always been a fa- a fan of Dr. Dre. But I mean, he's before my time, and I, I, you know, he really hasn't really dropped anything new. He doesn't really do performances like that. So, to me, he was always like above my radar. Like I would never like, you know, I don't even follow him or any, on anything. I don't know. If, I don't even know if he has social media, but I know who he is, and I'm a big fan. To see him perform, like that was my first time seeing him perform, honestly, like live. Like I've seen videos and whatnot, but. I watched the movie <laughs> NWA, <laughs> but that was my first time seeing him perform, uh, which was uh, was cool. It was really cool. Um, he's definitely a legend, and he looks good, man. How old is he? He is. Uh, he has to be in his fifties, right? Uh, if I can type. Oh, wow, he's um he's 57 years old, so that's cool. He's almost 60, bro, and the guy looked amazing out there performing. Wow, that's gonna be the oldest performer, right, to ever be in a halftime uh Super Bowl show. Like, who else that's 57 has performed in a halftime Super Bowl? Dude, like, I mean Snoop Dogg. How old is Snoop Dogg, dude? Uh, he's 50, so he's younger than Dre. Wow, that's crazy. Um, if he's not the oldest, let me know. But I think, uh, was I the first one to figure that out? Is Dr. Day the oldest performer of the Super Bowl? <laughs> that's cool, man. The guy's still doing it. I mean, the guy's worth like fucking billions of dollars. So, good for him, man. To get that kind of exposure, to get that kind of, uh, you know, uh, 
notoriety even though once you're old you're still relevant people still fuck with your music so i think that was a good show for everyone for for the older people for the boomers and um you know for the younger generations i think they appreciate it as well that's one thing man that is one thing uh that about me i appreciate things i, I love rap i love hip-hop but even if i listen to something or I watch a movie or a show or, 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 or a song or a genre that I don't necessarily like or follow. I'm not going to hate it. I, I appreciate art. And that's why I said about Euphoria. I, 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 at first, I didn't think the show was that great. But then I noticed how it was, it was shot and directed. And I appreciated that. And I appreciated uh, some of the uh, things they did. And same thing with music, bros. I really felt like this Super Bowl halftime show was appreciated by the younger generations whereas a lot of the times they don't appreciate a lot of things uh, and I'm not you know I'm not out here trying to s speak on behalf of any generation or or telling you how everyone is or generalizing or doing stereotypes but you know kind of like when you see those uh, memes of, of uh, kids like um, doing the they see a clip of uh, Snoop Dogg and they say, oh, it's the guy from Fortnite. You know what I'm saying? They just don't know. They just don't appreciate. They're way before my time. I'm 23 years old. And, you know, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre is way before my time. I did grow up listening to Eminem. Um, that guy is insane. He's one of my favorite rappers ever. Probably my top one favorite ever. Um, of course, Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre were before my time a little bit. But I appreciate the fuck out of them, man. I appreciate him so much. Um... And that's one thing I feel like, you know, a lot of people did in the Super Bowl. Even if it wasn't some new hot rapper, if it wasn't Travis Scott, it wasn't Drake, it wasn't fucking The Weeknd, you know what I'm saying? It was appreciated. It was appreciated by everyone, I feel like. Everyone that watched the Super Bowl was like, oh, man, this is a good Super Bowl performance. These are songs that pretty much everyone knows. I mean, if you don't know, lose yourself. What planet have you been living on, dude? Like, literally... If you don't know fucking, uh, you know, Still Dre or the next episode, what are you doing, dude? Like, even if you're a, a fan of rock, I don't know, fucking reggaeton, fucking whatever, you should still know these iconic songs, and I appreciate them. Like, my t my top two genres are uh, rock. I literally, I love rock. I, I, I fucking grew up listening to rock. My dad put me on. And rap, rap is something that I didn't get to until I was a little older. I first started in middle school when I was listening to Lil Wayne and Eminem. Those were my main two, like, rappers that I would listen to, Eminem and Lil Wayne. Um, a little bit of other stuff, but mainly those two. Um, and then I kind of it kind of fizzled out. Uh, I, I got way more into rock and just listened to the hardcore. And... Um, and then, uh, you know, I was a little, I was hating a little bit when I saw this new wave of mumble, you know, they used to call them mumble rappers, trappers, whatever you want to call them. Uh, you know, I was a little bit of a hater. I was like, nah, these guys ain't even saying anything. They're just, you know, they're just using fucking, uh, they're just uh, fucking using auto-tune. They're just rapping bullshit. They're not even, like, trying and they're blowing the fuck up. That's the one thing I did notice that even without trying, I mean, a lot of these guys did not try. Like, do you really think Lil Pump is out here fucking 
trying hard to write being lyrical and that bro his producer tells him hey man here's a new beat and he just makes some shit over it so not hating not hating man like I say he's a cool dude not hating <laughs> I, I know like it's gonna sound like I'm hating a lot but I'm not hating uh, I respect the craft I respect the craft if you do anything uh, you know that's artsy that's that takes some type of creativity your patience it's I respect it I respect the fuck out of it and I appreciate it but I, I, I was younger. I was a hater. I was out here hating on these uh, trappers, mumble rappers, whatnot. And then in middle school, I'm sorry, in high school, I, the first song that got me into rap again, into trap, kind of, that was like my introduction, was uh, Lil Uzi Bird, dude. I'm not gonna fucking lie, bro. Lil Uzi Bird, um, EXO Tour Life. And I listened to it late, bro. I didn't listen to it when it came out at first. I, I um, listened to that shit way after. Uh, it came out in 2017, right? I think. I probably listened to it like in 2018. And um, I was like, holy shit, what the fuck? And that's when I started like just going into all these different rappers and, 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 and you know, so-called trappers. I don't think, I don't think anybody calls them trappers anymore trap is definitely a genre but uh you know and then i got more into some bullshit like the migos and you know eh, i just i just wanted to hear miles their songs are catchy they're not amazing they're catchy they're cool to bump on um and then i really really got into these fucking rappers like xxx tentacion and fucking uh juice world who i fucking love juice world bro and just the fact that those guys the fact that those guys just passed the way they did was just tragically, man. I think it's a huge L for the hip hop and for for music in general, dude. I think I'm not gonna shit to you, bro. I was I discovered XXX, and I was like, oh shit, this guy's fucking dope. Uh, his music is it's different, but it's dope. I discovered him, and uh, and then he died a couple of weeks after, bro. I was bumping his shit, and then all of a sudden, I I I, I just I see it on social media. I'm like, oh shit, bro, that's crazy. Same thing with Juice World. I really got into Juice World. I listened to him for a while. The guy was amazing, rapping, you know, uh, freestyling. The guy was a beast, bro. And then all of a sudden, he just fucking dies. Dude. It's just tragic. Uh, it's just fucking tragic. Shit like that just, uh, you know, makes me sad, bro. Like they, those two guys, especially in Mac Miller, those three just uh, hit hit hard because um, they're fucking just flat out good people man there's a lot of bullshit people out there in that especially in that music industry and what do i know what do i know i'm not in the music industry but from from what i see you know through my through my phone screen through my computer those guys seem legit man those guys seem like genuinely nice people xxx juice world and mac miller those three were amazing and they all had unfortunately to go in tragic ways man and uh, it's not fun uh, but you know it is what it is. Um, at the end of the day, when when X died, it, it was the first time that I was like legit, like a little bit upset and down about a uh, about a celebrity dying. You know that and Kobe. Uh, oof, Kobe. When Kobe died, it was uh, it was uh, different, man. It just it just felt like it wasn't real. And again, I don't, I don't put too much attention because at the end of the day, you know, I don't know these people. They don't know me. I only know what I know through my phone, through through social media. So I don't let it affect me too much. 
but I do I do take a moment to you know step back and say whoa like that's crazy that's fucking crazy and you know I just take that moment and and uh, just kind of you know hope and pray for their their families dude so you know at the end of the day it is what it is so whoa this got dark uh let's move the fuck on <laughs> what are we at we're about 40 45 minutes um and um that being said man like uh some of my favorite artists and rappers <clears throat> uh i'm gonna start with rappers and then i'm gonna go into rock because i'm heavily into rock and i know i wanna i wanna you know i wanna accommodate two different audiences so Starting in rap, man, some of my favorite artists right now. I mean, always and always will be Juice World, Eminem, J. Cole, Logic. I think Logic is dope. He's, his newest shit is a little cringy, a little eh, but his old shit is fucking dope. I've always been a Wiz Khalifa fan. I know, same thing. His newer music is not the best. It's not as good as old, but I've always... I've always been a fan, and I probably always will be. Uh, I'll still listen to his old shit all the time. Um, I like I'm a I'm probably the biggest Travis Scott fan there is out there, man. I, I bump his shit literally almost every day. On a day that I don't know what to play, I just go to Travis Scott, and uh, his music always fucking gets me going, bro. I know you know a lot of people maybe don't like him right now after what happened. Uh, but I think, honestly, bro, and, you know, fuck this, I might give my opinion on this shit, too, honestly, when you're out there performing, and, and, again, I don't know shit, I'm not a performer, I've never been, I've never performed in front of millions of people, but I know, I, I must assume that when you're up there performing, you don't really know what's going on in the crowd, and there were clips that people didn't show, there were clips of people him actually saying, yo, help this guy out, help him out. And then he kept going with the show. And honestly, I think that's the right thing to do, bro. Like, what is he supposed to do? Stop his whole concert because someone might be passed out? Uh, granted, he didn't know it was the person was dead, I think. I mean, he's not a doctor, bro. Like, what is he going to know? He's on stage. He's not out there fucking taking his pulse. He thought the guy just maybe uh, passed out and fainted. Which everyone does. Everyone stops the show for a second, say, help him, help him, get, get him help, and then continue the show, bro. Travis Scott is not at fault here. If you think different, I'm sorry. Let me explain to you why. Well, not well, no. Well, going into a rabbit hole, fuck it. Travis Scott, bro, he's not like the head of security, he's not the head of uh, the medics in the. In the area, he's not, you know, the head of uh, of uh, crowd control. All this, all those people ha- had to do a better job. He, his job was his job was there to perform and give a good show. Yeah, he encourages a lot of rage. He encourages a lot of, uh, you know, stuff like uh, mosh pits and whatnot. He encourages you to get turned up and get lit, but that's not his fault, man. He, he did stop the show. He um, he did said to help the guy, and then he kept going. There's also a viral video of uh, of a girl trying to get on stage. He was, she was. I'm surprised she got that close. She was literally right next to Travis, and she was like, "Stop the show! Stop the show!" 
do you think they're gonna let you get on stage and talk to Travis personally? There's no way, bro. And like I said, I'm surprised she got that close to the stage. She was like, she was like right there, like right almost right next to Travis. And then again, I don't know, man. Travis is not the right person to tell. You should find, uh, you should find someone in security. You should find someone that's a medic, and get that person help. Or honestly, if you wanna, if you wanna go the extra mile, pick that person up and carry them out, dude. Like, what do you expect Travis to do that? I don't, I don't get why people hated on him when he did actually uh, stop the show for a little bit to help people. But like I said, he's not a doctor. He doesn't know that person's dead. He thought it was just a faint. It happens all the time during shows. I'm sure he's dealt with it in the past. And he just thought it was a faint and uh, get him help and then keep the show going. Which I think it's the good thing to do. Now, a lot of people said it was like satanic, demonic shit. They have a clip of him like chanting uh, and like looking creepy while the person was dying. Again, that is clickbait. If you watch the whole clip, bro that's when like he's kind of singing because he, he, he was still kind of doing the song but then he stops and he's like hey get him help and again that's the clip that a lot of people didn't see they just wanted to focus on the bad and the negative negative. and yes but i'm a little biased because i'm a travis scott super fan uh, but that being said I, I do see all the facts and all the situation and i did see the entirety of the clip i didn't just see five seconds of 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 him not doing anything. I did see the whole clip. He did ask for people to help. And I think it's bullshit how much uh, uh, negativity and hate he got, bro. But off topic, sorry. Uh, yeah, Travis Scott, J. Cole, Eminem, Logic, Kendrick, Juice World. Um, those are my top ones. I, I listened to Drake a little bit. Those are really my top ones. I don't really want to pull out <laughs> my Spotify right now, but... And then in rock, uh, this is brisket. Rock, I love rock. Old rock, new rock, give it to me, bro. I don't give a fuck. Otherwise, I like bands like uh, Led Zeppelin, ACDC, uh, <clears throat> um, stuff like uh, Motley Crue, uh, you know, Metallica. Um, and then if you get more into the newer shit, I like a lot of bands like, okay, I went through a phase, not a phase, my whole life I've been a huge fan of Green Day, I know they're more of like a punk, but I think they're so fucking dope, bro, and I've seen them live, and they're like live, they're amazing, another band I've seen live that I'm a super fan and they're amazing is, uh, Foo Fighters, bro, I, I saw them actually very recently. I saw them uh, just this past year. In live, they are insane. The way they open the show, the way they close the show, the the order of songs they choose, the intensity they play the songs with, it's just mind-blowing, bro. Dave Grohl is a fucking legend, dude. I saw them live. I could not believe what I was. I, was, I, I, I didn't know what to expect. I know they're a little of an older band. Um... I know they haven't come up with anything new, like, really, that's good. They, they they do drop new stuff, but it's obviously not as good. And even they said it. Even even they know it. Even they uh, played their old stuff. They did not play any of their new songs. They maybe played, like, one or two of their new songs. But all the songs they played were, uh, like, the old ones, like, Learn to Fly, 
uh, you know, The Pretender, you know, um, fucking, uh, all of those songs, bro, uh, The Best of You, fuck, bro, Monkey Ranch, dude, when they open, I think they open with times like this, it's times like this, you learn to live, when they open with that song, they, that was the first song they, they opened with, bro, I had goosebumps, and I was literally fucking, like, on my feet, on my tiptoes, like, like a fucking fanboy, I was like, oh my god, and I, thought, and I was drunk too, and I, got a, I was a little drunk, I wasn't too drunk, but I was drunk, I definitely wanted to be a little buzzed, to enjoy it a little more, and to just kind of, like, soak it in better, and honestly, it was kind of dope, bro, just the way they fucking did, they played is amazing, I've seen, I've only seen a few people live, I've seen Foo Fighters live, I've seen Green Day live, I've seen Guns N' Roses live, which I forgot to mention them. They're amazing. Um, I saw J... No, not J. Cole, fuck. I saw Travis Scott live, which was probably the, again, the latest and the most, like, turn-up turn up concert and, and situation I've ever been. One of my favorite songs is Goosebumps, and when Goosebumps came on, bro, that was the last song of the night. When Goosebumps came on, that whole arena just literally turned the fuck up and it was insane um i saw roddy rich live and it was a major major disappointment he played the only like not the only song he has good but like one of the most popular songs is the box the box he played that song bro like not gonna lie five times five times i first he played it towards the middle and it was cool the first time he came on it was fucking lit it was turning the fuck up then he played a couple more songs then he played the box again you know then I played a couple more songs and then he played the box again and then again and then again at the end of the show he played the box three times dude by the third time people were like uh okay well I guess I'll just keep you know bumping into it don't get me wrong it's a good song bro but his concert was only like 35, 40 minutes long. And you wasted 10 minutes of that on one song. Which, when I saw him, it's like when the box was like blowing up. It was like, it was last year. It was blowing the fuck up. And rightfully so. I mean, it's a good song. It's a, it's a great song. But f- to play it five times and to waste 10, 15 minutes of your concert, of your already super short concert, that's one thing. And... You know, Travis Scott played for like a good hour, hour and a half, which is understandable. Foo Fighters played for like three hours, by the way. They just went on and on and on. It was amazing. Uh, and I mean, of course, I'm not comparing them because I know their Foo Fighters have way more songs and way more albums and way more of their catalog than Ryder Rich. But Ryder Rich concert was like already super short, 35 minutes, 40 minutes, tops maybe. And then he wasted 10 of that on, on one song, which, you know. It's cool. It was expensive. Uh, I would not waste my money on that shit. I'm not advising you to not go. Definitely go. But if I don't know, I don't even follow him that much. So if he hasn't dropped anything new, he's probably doing the same amount of time then in the same show. Uh, But he's always dropping new shit that I see. So it's cool. Um, and then raw. Going back to rock. Uh, newer bands. Uh. Not necessarily newer, but uh, Rage Against the Machine is probably one of my favorite ones. Rage Against the Machine is one of, I think, the best rock bands ever. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm a little biased on that, but uh, 
when it comes to the intensity, when it comes to the lyrics, and when it comes to the instrumentals, and just flat out rock headbanging, I think they're up there with one of the best, honestly, not gonna lie, I think my top two are ACDC and um, Rage Against the Machine, yeah, I think they're amazing, bro, I, I wanna see them live, they're gonna come to here to Kansas City, uh, they were supposed to come this year, in first, I think March, but then COVID, uh, they rescheduled it to May, and then uh, right now it's it's February, so I was looking at tickets, and uh, bro, they were so expensive, dude. Like the most, the cheapest one was like I think like four hundred dollars, and I'm like, God damn, I don't want to pay that much, but I want to see them so bad. And then they rescheduled. Now they rescheduled for May of next year, bro. So I just gotta wait now, and I'm probably gonna just save a lot of money and buy the ticket. Fuck it, because I, I that's a band I definitely gotta see before I die. It's my one of my favorite bands. That being said, I like Rage Against the Machine. And if you know anything about rock and rock's history, you know that I'm also a big fan of Audio Slave because technically they're the same band except uh, the lead singer. Um, Audio Slave it's with uh, um, one of probably the most talented singers um, that's ever been. Uh, Chris Cornell. Um, He's a guy that, uh, another another one, his dad kind of shocked me a little bit. Um, he is, uh, he was a talented dude, man. And you can, uh, the reason why I liked him so much is because you could see when you saw him perform or you saw pictures of him, you can see he has some type of like mystery and like darkness to him. That it was, I think is what made him do great shows. And at the end of the day, he was uh, kind of a, a drug addict, unfortunately. And um, yeah, man, what happened was just, uh, tragic but again audio slave is one of my favorite bands brother they have so many great songs uh, i do i like a little bit of song garden as well so sound garden <laughs> um they got good shit too man uh other rock bands as far as very very new not very i'm really into mexican and spanish rock i know that's surprising but i'm bold enough to say that some spanish rocks Rug bands are up there. They're just not well known. They're not super famous. They're known within like Latin countries, but there are some rock bands out there that instrumental wise and lyric wise and just making me just bang my head because the the guitar is heavy. The the drums are amazing. Some of them are up there, bro. Some of them are very up there. Uh, I listen to a lot of them. I'm not gonna name a lot because. Honestly, it's an, I, I know people probably don't listen to him, but I listen to Caifanes, um, Molotov, Café Tacuba, um, Enanitos Verdes, you know, all that jazz. There's some other that I'm forgetting, but all of those jazz. Mana are dope. And I'm not going to say it right now because uh, I don't want to piss people off, but some of those bands, bro, are up there as with the... With the Guns N' Roses, with the Led Zeppelins, they just don't have the following, bro. But I'm telling you, musically, bro, they're fucking amazing. I guess we can talk a little bit more about me. I guess we can close it out with just uh, letting you guys know me a little better. Um, at the end, I am your host. I, it's definitely going to be a solo podcast. I, I do want to include more people, maybe. Uh, if I, you know, have some cool guests on, maybe some of my friends, maybe if I find some cool young creators out here, I'll definitely have them on. 
Um, about me, dude. I don't know. I'm just a regular ass 23-year-old dude. I, I've been grinding, not gonna lie. I've been grinding a little bit. Um, I started my own company of uh, videography and photography uh, with my partner, Nelson. Uh, it's been going good, man. We've been doing it for over a year now, and it's 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 going good, you know. Our books just keep getting filled, so that's that's good, you know. We keep getting clients, which that's the goal. Uh, we definitely want to do some type of short film, uh, maybe like a documentary. Uh, we've been throwing some ideas around, so stay definitely stay tuned for that, man. That's something that if we do make, is gonna we're definitely gonna putting our time we're not gonna rush it we're, we're gonna make it nice and, and and professional and cinematic uh we got good equipment but you know we're getting there um we don't have like hollywood equipment of course but we we got some decent shit um yeah and we started that company man it's going good and uh i i also have basically two other jobs i have a full-time job during the week i worked for this company it's amazing um I'm not going to name drop. I'm not going to do that right now. But I just work for this amazing uh, non-profit charity. Uh, so that's cool, man. The uh, the work that they do is amazing. I'm not going to mention it. Um, I also work uh, for a production company for weddings and events. Uh, so that's cool. That's what kind of got me started into the whole video and photography uh, aspect. Because now we're more... Um, now we're trying to do it more for uh, weddings. We're doing wedding and uh, uh, event photography and videography. So that's kind of how it started, man. And uh, I'm also going to school. I'm fucking getting my degree, man, getting the grind on. So that's why I told you guys I've been grinding. And that's also why I almost haven't really done this podcast in a while. It's just, I've just been busy. But you know what? I was like, fuck it, bro. There's days that I really have nothing to do because... Mainly all my work is on the weekends. I go to school once a week. I work from uh, 8 to 5 uh, during the week. And I do have some hours off during the day. I was like, you know what, man? Fuck it. Let me just grab this fucking mic and start some shit, bro. And if no one's listening, cool. Honestly, cool. I'm fine with that. I just want to express myself. I just want to put out my thoughts and my ideas out there in the world and if one person listens to this and uh think it's cool and 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 wants to come back and listen man i'm happy honestly one person is all it takes yeah man uh i guess we'll wrap it up here there's really nothing i know i said i was going to talk about me but there's really nothing much to say i um Another thing about me is I pretty much grew up in Mexico, so if I do have an accent, I'm sorry. I, I try to not make it super heavy accent. I, I'm not faking it. I'm not like this. Is actually, how I speak. I'm not trying to sound more American or anything. But I, I do apologize if sometimes my my accent comes through. But it's cool. Fuck you. I'm not. What the fuck? I'm not apologizing for my accent. Fuck you, bro. I'm Mexican. I don't give a fuck. Represent, baby. Come on. Fuck out of here. <laughs> uh yeah man i grew up in mexico until i was about 13 so you know learning english was definitely a learning curve um i was a little older my brother learned it quick my brother when we moved here he was younger he was like five or six so for him for him it was much easier it was like almost natural so it's cool man um 
Yeah, I, I live in Kansas City, Kansas. You know, like I said at the beginning, uh, the heart of America, dude, right in the fucking center. Uh, it's been, it's been cool. It's, it's been pretty cold lately. We got a lot of snowstorms going on right now. Um, but it's it's a good, it's a dope spot, man. It's a spot that I think is gonna, it's gonna grow up even more. It's already a big city, but it's still a small city. I mean, compared to like L.A. or like Chicago. Uh, it's really small compared to those cities, but I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna grow. I I, I see it around me. I see it. Uh, uh, you know, I see people being just creative. I see a lot of artists, a lot of rappers, a lot of people doing big things, man, for the city. And uh, I think it's, it's gonna pay off. I think this city is gonna eventually, in the future, be a, a huge mecca for film, for music, for art industry in general. I think. You know, eventually there's gonna be some type of like Hollywood situation going on over here, which honestly it's just gonna be amazing to see and grow. Cause uh, you know, before Hollywood, man, there was just 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 people being creative, just people being expressing themselves and uh, doing dope shit, and eventually got into the monster and machine that is now Hollywood and just the fucking creativeness and art and media multimedia machine industry that is hollywood but it all starts with this it all starts with people expressing themselves being creative doing projects doing music doing movies doing art doing podcasts doing whatever man and i do really feel that casey is gonna go blow up and just be huge and yeah I guess we can wrap it up here, man. That's about it. Uh, th- if you guys stayed for this long, I, I, I truly fucking appreciate it. This podcast was probably, this first one was probably a little bit uh, out there as far as just, you know, not a lot of structure, maybe kind of random. But I promise you that as, as I go on, it's probably going to be better. Uh, so I apologize for now if, if I kind of bored you and whatever, but... I promise you I'm going to try to uh, uh, talk about inter- interesting things and current events and what's going on uh, around the world and around me. Uh, so, yeah, man, I hope you guys enjoy. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in and maybe tune in next time. I don't know if this is going to be a weekly thing or um, probably uh, once every uh, every few weeks. But definitely stay tuned on my social media. Uh, my Instagram is hegart 3 H-E-G-A-R-T-3. Um, if you want to follow my professional page, which I do my photography and videography, it's um, Artem Films underscore. Artem Films underscore. A-R-T-E-M. Films underscore. So that's pretty much all the social media I use. I don't want to get my Facebook. That's more personal. I don't have Twitter that much. I'll, I'll probably make a Twitter for... I do have a Twitter for this account for like the, the podcast, uh, but I... I um, I need to figure out the password and shit. So uh, stay tuned, man. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day.